the thing's reacting. Yeah. Yeah. Buddy, you're a boy. <laughs> I mean, we get sued, but it'd be worth it. I think. <laughs> so this is this is on. This is rolling. We're on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is live. Hello, the world. <laughs> so we like. So it just sort of starts, and then we'll figure out yeah. where we're at. Okay. So how how would you how do you want to open it? How do you want to open the? Shall I tell you? Um, a story. Tell you a story. I'd love. I'd love a story about Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's think about this. Okay. I've got quite a few actually. <laughs> so ready, Mikey, ready. yeah, when was it? I last saw you, Mikey. I reckon, it's, I reckon it's like seven years ago. Oh man. Yeah, it's been it's been a bit. Have we seen each other since we parted professional? I was ways? trying to. I don't even remember when we parted. Like I, I would have. I would have thought we'd have had like at least a hug or anything. I think, I, I, think I, I don't just, remember hugging you, but I, goodbye. I actually, I do remember. That. I was going to say, I think I just walked off into the sunset. No, but it was, it was a very romantic <laughs> moment. It was like by the stairwell, it was the bottom of the stairs, and it was just, uh, oh, oh. I'm yeah. getting emotional now. Yeah, yeah, no, I do remember. Yeah, because yeah. it was just a, it was just a, just run, just go. Yeah, yeah, just, just go. Free. It's too hard. It's too yeah. hard for me to say goodbye. Yeah. And um, it's taken this long to, to get us yeah. to the point where we can, we yeah. can address this. <laughs> yes. As I said to you, Life has been so hard without you, isn't it? <laughs> like, honestly, whenever my computer breaks, I'm like, where well, what's on earth is Mikey? <laughs> I do actually sometimes call your name. Like, you know, like a di- distant kind of like, Mikey. It's, it's that like film shot moment where I just, I just hear it. I just can't. Yes. I, I know what's happened. It's the force where... connection. We oh have got, I can, I can actually touch you now. The force has developed in such a way. <laughs> <laughs> Which is exciting yeah. news. Have you have you have you have you seen the new one? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Have you? Yeah. I love yeah. it. I don't okay. care what all the haters say. I love it. Do you, do you love, Star Wars, man. Come do you on. Love the first twenty minutes though, because this is this. I I loved the film. I was surprised. So, what is, are we are we spoiler free? Well, I think you haven't seen it. Yet. Wait, 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 no. No. Okay, okay. okay. I'll keep, I'll keep as, the spoiler. Yeah. I was surprised by the cruel how we were just suddenly like right. We're in this new reality yeah. of Star Exclamation Wars Exclamation mark, let's yeah, go. Yeah. We're, we're, this is what's happening, yeah. and you've just got to go. In fact, there was a lot of that in that film. It's yeah. just like, this is just reality this... in Star Wars, yeah. and you've just got to accept it. It's not been any of the other films. We've not even teed any of this crap up. It's just but, you're going to accept this, damn it. <laughs> Take that. This is how the force works now. <laughs> was it not the little guy? No, no, it's not the little guy. <laughs> I felt like I tweeted this, but I didn't really do it very... Um, Succinctly, because that's you know. How you only got so many characters. This year, yeah. as much time as so you. So I was like, I was as if I was watching Star Wars. How I remember my nan watching the original Star Wars, <laughs> where she'd be like, "Who's that? Boy? What? Are they in space? What? The, who? Why are we on this planet now? He was dead, and now he's alive." And that's exactly what my nan used to say, like when we'd watch Star Wars over and over again, because that's you know she was. She had a video recorder and we didn't, so she taped it off yeah. and every Saturday I'd go around and watch it. Who is that silver man? <laughs> yeah, no, I felt a lot like that because it just it's just so frenetic and jumps from one yeah. thing to another and it's like things happen and then they stop happening and then a new and thing happens. Thing, yeah. But I didn't care because it was like things are happening in each scene with like some of my favourite things ever yeah. on screen. Plenty of explosions. Doesn't matter of... if it doesn't make sense. <laughs> Yeah, that, that was something they didn't... I, I like the fact they didn't tie themselves down to anything stupid like logic or anything. Like, yeah, wasn't, yeah, yeah. It wasn't like a big fact. No. <laughs> but then I was sort of thinking like, the you know, like those films, original trilogy, just mean so much to me. Yeah. Growing up, like, you know, child of the 80s, that was everything. And yeah. I've got, got an older brother who like everything was passed down to me. So I got all his toys and all his posters and comics and everything. Yeah. And um, 
Like there was no logic in those. There, like there's <laughs> logic. Logic is not a thing that should be be in Star Wars. <laughs> but I just like usually you have like an in-universe. Like okay, this happened before, so you yeah, can that, expect more of that. That's how the window. <laughs> and there was moments where I was like, JJ, mate, have you seen these films? <laughs> yeah, I know. Just passed the lunch, the Star Wars lunchbox one time. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll get the gist of it. There's a lunchbox in right, I got it. Like for for me, the first. We haven't even started this episode, but like the, the first, the first twenty minutes was just like, okay, we've got a lot to do in a short space of time. So the way we're going to deal with it is we're going to prove that we know Star yeah, Wars yeah, yeah. by putting in twenty Star yes, Wars quotes. Yes, totally. <laughs> and now we're here. I've got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> I had that like within a minute, I think, of the yeah. film. But um, it, but I, I kind of, you kind of get the impression like if, if JJ had done the second one it would have been that first 20 minutes, but extended to two hours. Yeah, yeah. So you kind of got the middle arc. Because yeah. that that was the middle arc. So it was The Force Awakened, then that 20 minutes. <laughs> it was almost like, yeah, something else did happen. Yeah, something about Luke yeah, going back and dying. I need to warn you, though. Go on. So I have, I have like lost girlfriends because people start me talking about Star Wars okay, okay. like I, I remember when I was at uni it was I mean this is how old I am but it was when the um, the last of the prequels came out mm. and I just watched it and I had this date with this really get this girl I really fancied I've been fancied her for a long time like all through and I finally got up the courage and um, we went for a drink mm-hmm. and then she asked me oh have you seen the new Star Wars and I just went on a bloody <laughs> mad Sorry, rant right. about it and just like just, like basically spoke for like an hour and a half non-stop at her and yeah she didn't we didn't go for another drink <laughs> but so yeah we, we should maybe stop talking so about anyone's wondering this is Mike John and David Litchfield and this week's all about Star Wars <laughs> for the next two hours probably Animus Yeah. Ow. But listen, I was going to tell you a story, right, about you, and we kind of. Got oh, I'd, love to, I'd love to hear a story about me. I, I'm terrified of what this. Is. I'm excited for what so, this is. You're editing. Don't worry. <laughs> I don't know if it's a story. It's just a, it's one, it's it's one of those fond. I have, I have many fond memories. So basically. For the podcast, as <laughs> yeah. you know, me and Mikey used to work together. We were allowed to say this, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, You're not like got some kind of fake past that you Oh, uh, no. We worked together back in the, in the circus. Where That's we right. Out, uh... We were circus children. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, we kind, of, ropes, we kind of were. So we worked at Bedford College mm-hmm. in the art and design and media department. And yep. um, so you must have been like, so young. I was a kid. I was I was a, a wee little baby. Like was, eighteen, there, right? Uh, must have been. I, when I started, yeah, I was either eighteen or nineteen. So there were students, there were plenty of students that were much older than me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you knew quite a few of the students. Yeah, exactly. Well, I went to school with a load. In fact, I, I turned up at work the year that you, I think, left Bedford College. Oh really? Yeah. So like, John, oh, John stepped out, and I stepped in. I was like, oh, hi everyone, and like, specifically security on the door. Yeah. Every time I was like. I, I work here? No. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure you are. <laughs> so yeah, we worked together and um, it was the, the, so we got a bunch of students to make music videos during yeah. this. Yeah. And I just always remember this and it's not going to be funny at all because oh, it's kind of like you have to be there and you have to know these people, I guess. Yeah. But, um, so I, I can't say his name, but I remember his name, but he was, there was a guy, a student, mm-hmm. so he must, you know, young guy, but he was very... He was very conservative, let's say. He was kind of quite, you know, 
well, he's a very religious, a very religious guy, right, which is right. absolutely fine, obviously. Yeah. But he had his own, you know, he knew what was right and what was wrong in his time. <laughs> yeah. And he made a music video for his church. I seem to remember. It was, it was great. It was lovely. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? <laughs> I want. I want. I want you to go through. I'm like. I, I anyway. Think I'll make <laughs> Another set of students, mm-hmm. like who were really cool. <laughs> they made a video for your band. <laughs> And I remember screening these, and it just so happened the way we screened it was like this very kind of sensible chap. His video was came on, yeah. and then your video <laughs> after. And I was watching his reaction, and I have never seen someone more horrified. <laughs> he was just like this. Oh my god! He's like he had never been exposed to something so brutal. He's going from like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, to like death metal and oh man it was just great and I, I always have a little chuckle at that sometimes like you know when I'm feeling nostalgic <laughs> that, they were great moments but no man that, yeah, that, were, that was that was a long time ago but I I do um, I sort of miss those days yeah so yeah I think it's a little bit of Stockholm like I think that's, that's definitely <laughs> yeah. but like genuinely there's I sort of I think for me personally, career-wise, yeah, that place didn't do a great. Sure. De- but I, I loved it so much that it was it was so comfy there because it was a little family. I think if I look at it as a as a job, it was a bit of a misstep. Yeah. But if I think of it as a like, this is how I spent like however many years of my life, I had a great time. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, kind of me too. I mean, I, I sort of got into it by accident. Like I was never intending to be like a lecturer or teacher, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But it's like, you know, I'd been a couple of years out from uni and I'd had ridiculous student debts and stuff. And then, like, this opportunity came out. And I was like, oh, I'll do it for, you know, I'll do it for, like, three months. Yeah, three months, debts, and yeah. I was there for, like, nine years. <laughs> <laughs> so it was crazy, really. Yeah. Oh, like I say, it's, it's just, it was just so nice. Like, the, the, the little, like, family community was so nice. Yeah. You do, you do completely forget. It's like, kind of like... It's it's just it is a trap because it's just so nice there. It's like wait a second, I'm getting paid nothing. Yeah, no. Well, that is the thing though. Yeah. It's like I was I wasn't getting paid probably much more than you. Do. <laughs> um, um, but at least I'm getting paid something. Yeah. It was kind of like that. It was like okay, I've got enough money to actually survive now yeah. and feed my family. <laughs> um, but yeah, but you know what? The the biggest thing for me about Bedford College is. Um, cool. So, like, I was there for nine years, and in those nine years, let me think about this, in those nine years, I think I only met three absolute assholes. <laughs> Out of the, so what, like, the, I don't know, a thousand students over nine years, oh, there was were, only three. I thought you were just like, all right, I'm going to be calling out the staff now. <laughs> no, 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 staff is a different matter altogether. But, but, like, in terms of, like, the future yeah. of society, yeah. Yeah. I only met three people that I was, like, the future's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is reassuring, I think, because out of that, out of a thousand, let's say a thousand students sure. overall, the nine years, that's not bad kind of odds, really. Yeah. That, you know, I mean, God, the oldest ones would be in their thirties now, probably, but you know, I'm still, I'm still, it still reassures me that thought that you know, maybe, maybe you might something positive <laughs> might have come from this. Maybe. I mean, mm-hmm. I, you know, I think about that a lot at the minute with the state of the world and everything. You know, <laughs> what oh, the future is going to hold, the future generations and yeah. stuff. Um, and that fills me with hope. <laughs> a little bit of hope. Yeah. A, a new hope. Some. Some. Yeah. Let's not. Let's not. Let's not. Um, we're back. Yeah. Let's um, not. I like. I every now and again, I'll see. I'll see something from like a student who went through while I was mm. there, and they will be pursuing a career yeah. in like oftentimes media. Yes. And it's 
amazing. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. There's, there's a few people, um, like, I'm not sure whether or not anyone's ever going to hear this, but, like, Charlie Locke is one of the movies. Oh, yeah, he's, he's been great. He's crushing it. It's yeah, like, yeah. I'd, like, it's just amazing to see that it, it wasn't just something... I think there's... I think when you talk to parents, they must mm. be like, my, my kid's doing art. Mm. Really? <laughs> what, what? Well, what's that going to do? Yeah. I mean, um, yeah. yeah. Um, it's just cool to see people doing... It's the, great. Yeah. And I do, I, you know... I mean, it's crazy, really, because, like, you know, we have sort of open days, and which you probably remember, and we get the parents coming in, and we'd get that so much. Like, the parents would be like, oh, my son wants to do art, <laughs> or he wants to do media. And I'm like, brilliant! <laughs> That's great. But then, you know... And it's quite reassuring, really, because, again, lots lots of kids... Well, not kids now, but lots of them have gone on to, to do pretty good stuff. You know, work, a lot of the graphic designers I worked with in the end, yeah. they seem to be, you know... I don't know, 75%, which probably doesn't sound that much, but that's 75% of them uh, seem to be doing really well. That's, that's amazing. Because I think, I think if you go through and just look at, I don't know, you, you've got sort of like dropout rates for some of the uh, more, I want to say, practical skills? Which yeah, you, yeah. yeah, but sort of more hands-on, things yeah. like the, the plumbing courses, things mm. like that. The drop-off rate's pretty high. But then actually to see people who have stuck with it, yeah. gone on and not been like, oh, I'll leave this art yeah, thing yeah. for now, I'll go off and yeah. I'll be an accountant. Yeah. And actually said, fuck, fuck happen. I, I seem to think it happened more when I was a student, mm. though. And I don't know whether that's there's more access to computers and great art programs and whatnot. We've got the toys to play with. Yeah, exactly. Like, right. But you can literally do whatever you want now if you just buy a, a, a laptop. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, you still need to have a fair degree of talent. and but, Or but, do you? I don't yeah, know. This is the thing, because my, my thinking is like, we sat here with like a tablet and a couple of phones and we've got a podcast. <laughs> exactly. it's, it's bloody mental. Yeah. Right? The fact that you can just do that, it's insane. Yeah. But, you know, I sort of, you know, on that note, I do sort of owe my career to Twitter and, yeah. you know... Facebook and stuff and but, having access to this global audience yeah because I because I, I was I was thinking I was gonna say you the person you're your career to is you you were bloody minded you were like I'm gonna do this thing yeah but you you did you reached into the into the world and went hey absolutely everyone <laughs> I'm gonna do this thing <laughs> yeah yeah it's funny really um and it, I mean again it's it's kind of bed for college again I, like so, like the, I was. It was the summer, mm. which there's so much downtime, but you still have to go in. So it's not like kind of school teaching you. You, you know, you can have six weeks off. Yeah. Bedford College, they wanted you in, yep. unless you booked a couple of days off. And we were interviewing students, and like one of them didn't turn up, so I had like half an hour free, so I just was doodling as I usually do. And um, I was like, oh, I'm going to put that on Facebook. It's quite good. I mean, it wasn't. Looking back on it, it was utter, utter. Shit. <laughs> but I was like, I'm gonna put that on the internet and I'm gonna do that every day for yeah. like a year. Just like as a whim. I was gonna say, because people say things like this a lot. They're like, yeah. oh, just, I'm gonna do one a day forever. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna do it for a year easy. Like, oh, of course I'm yeah. And day three rolls around. Like, yeah. No, well, I guess when was that? I mean, this is again, this is a long time ago now. What was that, 2011? Mm-hmm. No, 2010 to 2000, it kind of crossed into the two years. And, um, 
Yeah, I guess it was a bit more unusual to see a project like that, like a drawing a day. Now we've got kind of photos a day online. and Yeah, like... but I, th- I think people think that they're going to do things like that. I, sure. I, I often hear people yeah. starting the yeah. idea, well, seeing it through. Something it's different. funny, really, because I mean, I'm, I am totally one of those people as well who was like, this is a good idea. And then like a week later, I'm like, oh, yeah, I agreed to do that, didn't I? And I'm quite <laughs> shocked that I did stick to it myself, really. Um but I'd kind of got into that mindset then that I was like, I was like, okay, I've been teaching for a couple of years now and it was never, I mean, I love teaching, you know, once I, and the reason I was there for nine years, because I surprisingly actually loved it. Yeah. Like I'd never thought I would. Um, and I was like, I've been teaching for a few years now. I'm kind of starting to see I'm getting a bit older, like the big 30 was approaching and everything. So I was like, right, I need to sort of do something really. And I've always loved illustration, always wanted to be an illustrator. Um, so I started this project as a way of like, make you know, teaching myself and learning new techniques and whatnot. And then, yeah, I did. And you know, for the first two weeks, I was like, yeah, this is great. I'm sort of doing. It. And then, I think it was after like drawing, yeah, like drawing fourteen or thirteen or something or round, but you know, around about the two weeks mark. Yeah. That I sort of realised, oh man, look, other people like it's not just my brother and my friends. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like people I don't know are starting to click on it and like leave comments and stuff and um yeah man and then I just it just made me that really gave me um it just really made me feel like that's a whole new level of commitment even though it was only like five or six new people that I was like, I was like oh, wow, I've kind of got like an audience now yeah. and I kind of got and yeah people were saying like oh we're really looking forward to tomorrow's one yeah. and yeah, it was great. And that whole year was like a hugely creative, and, you know, I was still teaching. So I used to have to, you know, get up um, an hour before. I mean, you know, I didn't have children back then and, you know, my, I didn't have kind of a huge level of a commitment to other people. Back then. <laughs> but, you know, I could get up an hour early and just kind of, kind of, you know, create new pieces of artwork and stick them online. And, you know, I'd, I'd be very kind of strict with myself. I'd be like, right, start the drawing. Mm. And even if it's going terribly, you've got to finish the drawing and you've still got to put it online because yeah. there's going to be people critiquing it and those critiques are going to be kind of beneficial to yeah. you and stuff. So, yeah, there's some, I mean, there's some awful drawings in that out of those 300. <laughs> but there, there is also some ones I'm really proud of and sort of still sort of, you know, retweet them or, you know, do a throwback Thursday to yeah. them and stuff. Um, I love the fact as well that because, because the, your criteria was I'm going to do a drawing every day, mm. that meant that it was more than just... I'm going to practice the craft. It was like, I need to come up with a new yeah. idea every day. Well, there was a discipline to it that, you know, and I was thinking of like all these great kind of, you know, uh, car- well, newspapers do exist now, but, <laughs> but every, every, my, my dad's newspaper always had like a cartoon in it, like yeah. a daily cartoon, like Hagar the Horrible was the one that really sticks out for me. And I used to be like wowed by the fact that they could come up with that in a day and draw it in a day and like do that every single night, I guess, for, yeah. the, for the morning. So I had that kind of discipline in my head that it's just got to get done. Yeah. And even though I wasn't getting paid and, you know, everything, <laughs> it was just like I really kind of stuck to the discipline of, of just waking up at like, you know, sometimes having to wake up at like five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. To just get it done, and you know, I said you know I didn't have kids then, but even if I even if I did do that now, I you could still find a way to, to do it. it work. Whatever, whatever you're doing, I think you can you can make time for the stuff you love doing. Basically, we've talked before about like it's such a stupid thing, but having on your phone is like the screen time thing. If you if you yeah. actually review it at the end of the week and go, wow, 
Wait, sorry, I put three yes. hours into terrifying. Facebook, but it's yeah. terrifying. But if I think if anyone's sitting there thinking like, well, I, I, can't, I physically cannot. Like, <laughs> I've got to keep up with my Netflix shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got to make sure that I've checked the Instagram feed yeah. still the same as this morning. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You've got to prioritise these things. And yeah. I, I do find myself getting a little bit frustrated with people <laughs> when they're like, oh... I'm just, I am so exhausted. Like, you know, there's, I'm, actually, I can't no, get into no, no, that. No, 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 I, 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 I want to get into it. Because it is, it is one of those things where it's, it's that self-discipline thing where if somebody does turn around and say, I just can't, it's just, it's impossible for me to do that. Just get over yourself. <laughs> there's, there's, there's like 24 hours in every day. Yeah. You can use even half of one of those hours yeah. just to concentrate on your craft and, you know, whatever it is. I mean, it, being an illustrator is quite easy because all you need is a pen and a bit of paper, okay. essentially. That's, yeah, that's yeah. the whole deal. Yeah. Oh, and, and, <laughs> um, you know, a tiny bit of talent. Just, just a smidge. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm not the most talented illustrator in the world. I, You know, but you, there's people who get far, far better than me and can do it so much easier than me, you know. Um, and, you, you know, you do you do only need a little bit. It's just, it's about ideas, really. It's about ideas. Like, from from my point, even from the very beginning when I first saw, saw your illustration through to now, it's changed massively. Yeah. But you have a, you have a signature style. There's, sure. I, I could look at a piece very easily and be like, that's Dave. Yeah. That's more than, that's more than talent. That's personality, mm. that's creativity, all being poured into. Yeah. Well, that's something that came through from this drawing a day thing, really. Is like, if you look at, like, the first first few I was very much trying to be like other illustrators mm. and I wouldn't say copying them but you could very much see like the inspiration behind them yeah. and then I sort of was like oh stuff it I'm just gonna draw like and, and doing it early in the morning was the best because it's like you're just half asleep <laughs> it's delirium. Delirium. Yeah, yeah so yeah. you're just sort of drawing kind of you know, not even really thinking about the drawing. It's, it's that's, a, that's the purest you you can imagine. Is, you've got people sort of reaching into like uh, into different kind of um, herbal experiences. To, to <laughs> no, just wake up yeah. for like a godly like hour. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I started to also realise that, like, I like I was saying to you about you know, not having this kind of this kind of self-edit. I turn my edits off, so I'll yeah. be like, I'm just gonna draw it, and if it's crap, it's crap, but I'm yeah. still gonna put it up. And then that's when I sort of also realized that sometimes like, like the the mistakes were the things that people <laughs> liked. Yeah. Like, yeah. like they would be like, like I always remember, like it's like how I draw legs. I, I would like, I cannot draw legs properly, and I would draw these kind of bandy kind of weird legs. <laughs> and I just, you know, and then suddenly people were like, oh, I, I love how you draw legs. <laughs> like, like, I'd be torturing myself over these legs. I'd be like, they're so rubbish. And they're like, oh, I love your legs. And then they started saying, oh, look, they're very David Literal yes, legs. Absolutely. So, like, so that's style, is it? That's like the style is basically when you like fuck things up so much that that just becomes your style. style. <laughs> yeah, please, exactly. Please tell me that in, because obviously, You've been you've been doing this like we haven't really got into your illustration career, but you've you I assume you have some sit downs with creative people mm. at some point. Um, tell me, there's been like some kind of like whining and dining experience, fancy where you're sat there like, oh yes, no, it took me a while to discover <laughs> no. my, my my own signature style of doing legs. Everyone else had their own. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, yeah, people like David. I just love <laughs> tell me the secret. Um, no, I, I drawing legs by David Lynchfield. <laughs> yeah, I could be. I could write a whole series of books. Like, just like yeah, just just draw, draw the worst thing you can draw. <laughs> this could be this could be great. Sort of stepping away from today, we can stop promoting the legs. <laughs> <laughs> we have to start publishing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Well, do you know what, though? It's the kind of... One of the reasons why I absolutely love drawing, like, kind of children's books and children's literature and stuff is because kids, like, they don't care. Man. They don't <laughs> care about how well you're drawing stuff or, you know, they... they Actually, well, that's kind of not true. <laughs> <laughs> you had a few but mean then, comments like, it was fine, but on page four. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I mean... Kids will know when they're like being cheated. Yeah, when, they're being, when you're like, oh, and yeah, I just dialed this in. And yeah. unfortunately, I have had this since I've been working in this. I've had people who work high up in publishing, mm-hmm. and some artists. Not, and this is a very my my new portion of the people I work with. Yeah. But who have said, oh, don't worry, it's just for kids. And for me, that's just like, no, come on, man. Because yeah. kids, kids know when people feel that way, and when yeah. you know people will just sort of like cut and paste stuff and. I think I think a lot of things that happen when like for me a lot of the stuff that I like watched as a kid mm. is now deep into yes. into who I am. Yeah. So I think you want to have that moment where okay, it's for kids, but actually it's for this person that in yeah. 10, 20 years time will be my favorite book was yes. there on the piano. They look yeah. back and they'll be like, wait, lazy bastard. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> no, absolutely. But uh, I mean, it's just the same <laughs> stick man for five pages. <laughs> but I think kids they'll see. The, they'll know when there's passion in a drawing, yes. I think. And, you know, um, I, got, I got even some of the Raymond Briggs drawing. Like, the, the art is not um, amazing sometimes. It's not, It's not. you know, there's mistakes in his, his artwork and stuff, but it really doesn't matter because it's just so beautiful. And yeah. so, you know, like, I'm talking about things like perspective and stuff, you know, where that just goes all out the window in some of these books. And it's not about that for kids. It's about telling a great story and having a book that you know they can really kind of get lost in and yeah like you know with the bear and the piano it's a, more of a narrative thing really but it's like no kid so basically the book for those who really it starts with like a bear finds a piano in the woods mm-hmm. and that's like and then it learns to play the piano and no kids ever sort of said oh why is there a piano in the woods? <laughs> like it doesn't make any sense like kids just go with it and they're like okay right there's, there a, piano, a, piano the there's a piano in the woods this is awesome yep. it's only been like so I, I sort of you know go around schools occasionally and, and stuff and it's only been one like really grumpy teacher <laughs> who was like coming towards the end of their, of their career who was like why is there a piano in the woods oh oh and I was like whatever yeah. <laughs> whatever it doesn't matter bet you'll find a party's pal <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly bears can't play instruments <laughs> well that was the other thing I was like you're not questioning the fact that there's a bear playing, it, playing the piano you're more about how has this piano arrived in the woods? Yeah, but that's it's <laughs> at that point you have to sit down and have the like it's Chekhov's gun basically. The the, the bear yeah, can't learn yeah. the piano. Yes. The piano is not there. Yes, so. exactly. <laughs> we just call it the bear. Yeah. The bear in the woods. I don't know. <laughs> it's having a great day. Just like a little sit down. That's yeah. nice. <laughs> but no, going back to do you know what? Also another thing I was thinking about this. Um, so when we was at Bedford College and I was doing this drawing day, it was it's something you said actually. I think. Oh God. Well, in a roundabout way. Oh, okay. In a roundabout way. No, no, I'm, no, I'm, about, I'm about to like, have some philosophy. That no, it's, it's something that, I, even before I knew you was doing this, it's something I do think about. You said once, where, so you, um, when I first met you, mm-hmm. you had probably the most fullest yet wildest hair I've ever seen on a human being. It, it was amazing. It was, it was, a, it was it literally, from the top of my head, it would just triangle down to the yeah, sides yeah. of my shoulders. It your was, hair was like bigger than your body. It was like, it was <laughs> just like, made me hair. Fortunately, the hair's got short, I shaved that off and then I found food. So it was a good <laughs> mixture. <laughs> 
Yeah, but I mean, you look you looked awesome, and you still do look awesome, obviously. But it was you were you were so cool, and you had your big leather jacket, and you know you <laughs> looked you looked great. And then all of a sudden, after I don't know how many, how long were you there? A couple of years? Were you, were you? Five years, I think. Were you really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. It was when you were like you realised this isn't for me, mm. or you fully realised. <laughs> and you this turned might up. Been a phase. You turned up, and your hair was all slicked back, and you looked, you know, you looked great, and you you were wearing smart clothes and stuff. Oh God. Sh- that- well, maybe not smart clothes, but you were wearing shoes. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, you got dressed, which is nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Specifically for students, it was a nice change of pace. <laughs> But no, you say I said, Mikey, what, what's going on? Why are, you, why are you looking like that? And you said, um, it was something your dad told you, I think, where you said, um, I'm going to dress for the job I want, not for the job I have. Yeah. And that's really stuck with me because, um, and I guess that's where I was thinking with the drawing a day. It's like, not necessarily that I'd have to dress differently, but <laughs> the, the only, if you're, you know, if you're in this situation, the only thing that can change it is you, really. You yeah. need to make the decision to change and... Because I was always th- up until drawing a day, I was always thinking, oh, I'm j- I just need someone to, you know, get me out of this rut. I need someone to kind of pull me out of it and, you know, give me the job I want and put me somewhere else and make it happen for me. And it's, it's they, they don't, especially in, I, I guess in like creative industries, that doesn't really happen. You have to kind of forge your way yeah. to get people to notice you and to kind of make it happen. I think that's I think that's the big difference. I think in a, in a creative sense, it's not the case that there's a job vacancy waiting for no, you. Yeah. You make the job. Yeah. Yes, um, totally. And, totally. And you did that. You were like, it's, there is, it's just, it's, it's infinite. But you were just sort of like, I... I would like to be doing this. And then you start doing that. And people are like, yeah. I like that you're doing this. Yes. <laughs> more please, yeah. more please. Well, I think because the Drawing a Day project, for the time, it was a little bit unusual. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, once you know, once it started snowballing, I started to get publishers interested. Yeah. And... Good luck. Earlier, I am sort of mentioned about sort of people's commitment to things. And the, the, the thing that was almost strange was the fact that you stuck with it. But actually, at the time, what you were doing was so unique that it was getting... I was seeing social media articles and things like that. It was like, yeah. this man is doing something every day. Yeah, which, <laughs> which again, again, was I was a bit shocked that because I, I, you know, I drew every day anyway. It's yeah. just I didn't show anyone. It's like you know, as an illustrator or an artist of any kind, you kind of do. You just draw like on a bus. You yeah. have your sketchbook or, you know, that kind of stuff. It's just a discipline you kind of have. And I was a bit shocked that people were, like, oh wow, you're doing it for every day for a year. And I was like, yeah, but it's like. It, that, you know, yeah. I do that anyway. <laughs> um, but no, it was, it, it was it was awesome, and I, I guess the yeah, and I was really chuffed that people started responding to it, and and that, that did give me the kind of desire to do better. And um, I mean, that that is kind of the thing I do say to sort of students and stuff, and like, there's thousands of people all wanting to do what you do or what you want to do. Mm-hmm. But it's just you got to kind of figure out a way of kind of making your your even if it's not better than anyone else's, make it stand out somehow. It's got to be yours. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I was just very lucky that it was kind of around the time that Facebook was still fairly new and Twitter was still fairly new, so it was quite an unusual project to do. But you know, there's always a way of kind of getting your work out there, and yeah. we we live in a world where you know you can do something and seconds later people in China are responding to it, and it's. Mad, really, but um... I think a lot of people sort of worry about this oversaturation thing. They're like, "Well, everyone's in the same space," mm. and that, but everyone's always been in the same space. If you were a painter yeah. three hundred years ago, you're going for the same art galleries. Yes, yeah. So there's, it's just, it's just about making what you're doing yeah. special. 
and the more people that see it, the more yeah. traction it's going to gain. Yeah, absolutely. How was how was that snowball for you? Was it how did it go from five to X thousand and <laughs> international and? Well, it's funny, really. Like you know, I, I got this kind of interest from um, from drawing a day, but it was still a good couple of years till I could kind of feel confident enough to to jack in the day job and yeah. go for it like full time. Um, so you know, it is always going to take time. It's you know it. I, th- I think that is another problem with the, with the you know the young people <laughs> yeah, out yeah, there yeah, today. Yeah. <laughs> is that well not just young people but just everyone? People, it's like yeah. people kind of expect it to be a bit more instant and yeah. there's graft involved. Definitely. Yeah, well, I think we've we've said this quote before, but it's one of my favourites and it's uh, every overnight success is years in the making. Totally, yeah, hundred percent. And it just it just I think for some people it's like they came out of nowhere. And like no, you saw them for the first time. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They've been going for you know decades. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, I mean, it does, but, you know, even if... That's the great thing about art, I guess, and even music and all kinds of creative stuff is, you know, you can be you can be trying forever to kind of break through, but it's not necessarily about that. It's like, the, it's about the, what you're doing to kind of get to where you want to go. It's, it's still awesome. It's like, you know, you can create some amazing pieces of artwork. Like, do you remember Martin? Martin? I remember Martin, yeah. So Martin Rigg is, is a huge inspiration to me. Yeah. It's like, so he was my lecturer when I was a student at Bedford College on yeah. the foundation degree. And I was like, I love this man. Yeah. And then I got to obviously work with him sort of as a, as a tutor for a good couple of years. And it was when I was working with him that I sort of discovered the true amazing talent of Martin Rigg. How yeah. like for, he was, a, he was, and it was one of the reasons why I sort of decided, okay, I need to maybe change things yeah. <laughs> because he was like okay so I, I was you know I was approaching 30 I was doing a few illustrating jobs here and there mm-hmm. but nothing to sort of sustain my family and stuff so yeah. um, I uh, got a job at Petra College mm-hmm. um, thinking it would pay some bills yeah. it was like my this story is, totally this, this will be a transition yeah, yeah but then it was like and now it's like 30 years later and I'm still here <laughs> and, but regardless of that he is an amazing artist and for those 30 years he was creating art in his shed yeah. <laughs> like, and it's some of the most beautiful illustration art you could ever imagine I mean there is kind of a there's not a tragedy to it because he had like a, an amazing time creating it and he's got this huge body of work which he's now able to sort of show people and stuff yeah. um, but in some ways I'm like oh man imagine if you'd have shown this to people earlier but I mean he didn't have the internet he didn't have kind of you know the ways and means to do it and guess but but also that he was probably okay he was probably alright he was happy doing his illustration yeah. and, and creating it for him and him alone and then eventually showing it to the world well I think if you I think if you love your craft the kind of end goal shouldn't matter as much yeah obviously totally. you know everyone would love to sack in their day job and be yeah. a rich rock yeah. star that gets to draw or sing or yes. dance every day yeah but like, I think if you're waking up every single day as an artist and mm. you get to create art and show it to people then you're sort of doing that thing anyway yeah, yeah totally like obviously you know not everyone loves their, their day job but if you get to do the, the thing you're passionate about every day mm. and have an audience so life was bad yeah. yeah yeah like that's yeah. not I wouldn't really consider that a fail, even if, you know, I always reference the, the Anvil story, which is so Oh, huge. I love Anvil story. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, that band had like a modicum of success mm-hmm. in the late 70s, 80s, yeah, yeah. and then dropped off and for th- three decades yeah. Yeah, played like their local club in Canada, wherever mm. it was, to nobody. Yeah. And then... This documentary came out three decades later. Suddenly, bam! World tours, record deals. Yeah. It finally happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's just such a like, yeah. heartwarming story. Oh, it's amazing. But even if that later success didn't happen, they're still gonna have, 
you know, that album that they made in the 70s. Like, yeah. it's still going to be at least one person's absolute favourite album that's yeah. going to, like, enrich their lives and change their lives. And that should be enough, really. Yeah. You know, you're kind of touching people in that way. Yeah, like, um, I am obsessed with the idea of, like, the, the whole legacy thing for me is about having a positive impact on other people. Yeah. And even if his whole story was just the fact that he urged David Litchfield to do more, to create more, to Well, to there you himself. go. Exactly. That's, that's, that's it. I think, I think that's, I think that's <laughs> yeah, amazing. Yeah, no, that's a good way of looking at it, definitely. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, you know, an, an artist, if you, if you want to get, I mean, I, <laughs> like, it's amazing that I get to do this every day, yeah. that I get to draw. You guys can't day. see, but he's, he's got the most beaming <laughs> smile right now. <laughs> like, I'm sort of almost contradicting everything I've just said for the last 10 minutes. But it's amazing yeah. that I get to get up and, you know, draw pictures of, like, turtles that fly into space and <laughs> bears and giants and all this kind of crazy <laughs> stuff. I get to do that every day. <laughs> um, but it's quite rare, and even when I got signed to my agency, so like I get a lot, most, all my, all my work now um, comes from my lovely agency, who uh, Bright um, Illustration Agency. Shout out, shout out, shout out. <laughs> they, they've changed my life in so many ways that, yeah. you know, it's... Um, that's, yeah. that's a glistening endorsement. That's like... Oh, well, it, no, they totally have. I mean, so we'll get into how I... How <laughs> I got, but um, when I signed up with them, I sorry, I was kind of shocked that, you know, they've got a few big illustrators on their on their books. And every once in a while we kind of met up, you know, Christmas parties and kind of, we have a picnic every summer. Yeah. And I'd get chatting to some of these illustrators and I'd be like, I'd, I'd assume that they live in mansions and they kind of, you know, have helicoptered in and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, one, I, I won't mention his or her name, mm -hmm. um, but one of them who, you know, had a fair few books out and books that I owned before I was an illustrator and, you know, was, was reading to my then very infant son. Um, and, you know, the book had gone, one book in particular had kind of gone all around the world and you just assume that they've got it made. But he was like, yeah, no, I've got to go, I've got to go to my bar job. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's, he, he worked in a bar every single evening, even though he'd been making books for the best part of a decade. Yeah. Um, and big books, you know, books that, you know, were I, I don't know if it did happen, but you know one of them was going to be had, was going to be turned into a film and all this kind of stuff. You, and you just sort of assume they're millionaires, but yeah. So not and again it goes back to the whole you know it can take a time to sort of can take a while to kind of get into that kind of groove that you kind of you know you feel confident enough to kind of ditch it. I mean he probably could ditch the the part time job. Um, but he might, he might be, he might be genuinely really enjoying it. It's just well, the people exactly, bit, yeah. and that is the other thing. Being freelance, I mean, the first few years I was literally working on by myself for ten hours a day in my attic. Yeah, it's like, and, hi Dave, you enjoying this, Dave? Yeah, Dave. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it was like all, all work and no play. Makes Dave go crazy. Um, There's like three or four drafts of Bear in the Piano. Yeah, you don't have to see. They're much darker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, which, going back to Bev College, like, so, um, you know, having that kind of couple of hours, by, by the time I'd sort of, I was down to like a couple of days, yeah. I really appreciated Bev College. And they were, they were some of my best memories of Bev College because it was like, you know, I, I'd spend most of the week on my own. Yeah. You know, apart from, you know, obviously my family. <laughs> but but a, a fair big chunk of the day on my own with very little light. <laughs> and I'd really appreciate actually going and sort of communicating with other humans and, 
you know, kind of having this interaction with other humans. So it was, it was kind of vital, really, from not going crazy. So, so you're absolutely right. Maybe this guy, you know, it, that was, that <laughs> it's was just keep, of... keeping everyone else safe, yeah, just yeah, making sure that he's just yeah, sees totally, people. Totally. Yeah. I think uh, I didn't really realize this was going to happen, but I think this is going to be a bit of a therapy session for like our time working at that place <laughs> as well. Because I, I was a bit like, like I really enjoyed the people there, but the place was a bit. Uh, actually, by the end, it's going to be like. It changed us. It like well, yeah. To I, guess, I, mean, I think it's. it's probably I think fair. looking back, I sort of feel that working there, I was like, I've <laughs> got to get out of this. No, I do. I mean, you know, it's mainly the students, really. I mean, there were some nice staff members, obviously, and I probably shouldn't get into staff. Too much, <laughs> but, um, I think the students were what made that yeah. a, a great experience for me. Sort of that that legacy thing, sort of. Martin's impact on you but yeah. obviously in the, in the most direct way possible you will have influenced say that thousand students that well maybe <laughs> I don't know about that I mean the, the, you know because I never actually I, I only taught about, about three kind of actual illustration lessons like we did a few electives yep. so most of the students were kind of graphic design or fine art and stuff yeah. and I'm not saying they didn't respond to illustration but you know they were very kind of focused on that so I kind of taught them that but I I I quite like that as well, where I'd be like, okay, I'm a children's book illustrator most days, but then I go to, you know, I go to college yeah. and I'm Dave. Yeah. <laughs> Dave who's just, who's just showing her how to use Photoshop yeah. and, you know, giving them a few tips here and there. But I think for the people, like, the people who are listening to this, there'll be a few of them who are deeply interested in, in illustration and doing that. But there's also going to be people who are listening exclusively to your mindset. And your, and your work ethic mm. and your general ethos I think even if you just pass that on just the hey by the way if you want to go do it you can go do it and this is what it looks like and it's pretty rare yeah you can I mean you can go do it and and I have like I had literally no links to like the publishing world at all like none at all and um, shall I sort of tell you how it happened shall yeah, I tell yeah, you? yeah so yeah, yeah we did the join a day thing and then yeah it was a couple of years and I was working full time still, and a few things were happening for, on the back of the drawing a day. Like I got a few commissions from like the Beano and things, which <laughs> was like a, a dream come true. Because yeah. um, you know I used to love the Beano, um, but nothing that was you know was making me look, think okay I can I can do this. Um, and then um, and then yeah I kind of got to a point. So we just had our. I mean it's like the the timing was the worst timing ever because we just had our so my my first born son was just like one I think mm-hmm. or one and a half and we were saving for like a new house and everything and I was like I just got to a point where I was like oh man I just need to try this now and yeah. um, you know things are getting serious in life I'm, I'm a yes. father and we're gonna buy a house <laughs> I'm, I'm a proper adult and I could see happens. I could see the whole you know I mean I bloody love him but the Martin Riggs situation where it was like okay 30 years are going to just kind of happen. Yeah. And, um, yeah, like, I, I'd find it difficult to account for the last 10. It's yeah. just that it does yes. just happen big yeah. and fast. Yeah, and you can really easily get stuck in a situation. Yeah. Um, even if it's a situation you're kind of enjoying. Yeah, and again, that's that's the thing, because I, I definitely don't want it to come across like it was it was it was a terrible time we had a great time and that, oh. was, that was most of the problem we were <laughs> yeah, having yeah. a great time like we weren't taking it too <laughs> seriously as we should have done really but uh, yeah it's it's easy to get stuck in that situation because yeah. you're like this is comfortable this is nice yeah. I'm getting money I'm getting you know like I said it might not be great money yeah. but I'm getting but that, money. I think that's the biggest danger it's just comfort it's yeah. just it might not be your dream yeah. but the days are passing and I don't have to worry about absolutely. it too much absolutely yeah. and I was starting to it was starting to feel like it was more of a risk not to not to try it yeah than to because I just could feel myself getting really like bitter and I didn't want to be like a bitter 
dads. Yeah. I didn't want to be like, oh, because of you, like I could have, <laughs> I could have been someone, but now I'm just, you know. Yeah. Like I, I think I've mentioned this before. Actually, I might not have done it on the podcast because this, I, I love doing IT stuff. So it's just, uh, <laughs> but I, I am, I am, I am fearful that sort of at, at the very end it'll be here lies Mike Russell. He was great at telling stuff off on it. Yeah, it's got to be a bit more to to yeah, life yeah. than that. Yeah. Well, listen. I mean, I, I, what was I? I was, you know, I was like in my what was I? Thirty two, thirty one, maybe. Mm-hmm. And I just sort of thought, okay, yeah. So the thirties are happening. Um, <laughs> We're here. Yeah. Great. No, but you know, there is something to be said about the thirties where you sort of get a bit more. I don't know. I, oh, for me personally, I just felt a lot more focused. I sort of knew who I was a lot more. I yeah. sort of knew what I wanted to do and. Um, yeah, so I, I sort of went to my wife and I said, oh yeah, so you know that sensible full-time job that I've got that's paying for everything? Yeah, you know how we're eating. Right yeah, now. I'm sort of going to give that up and try <laughs> to be an illustrator. Yeah. And bless her, she was like, you know, she took a deep breath and she's like, hey, I'm going to, let's let's give it a year. Let's see. Because, <laughs> you know, it's also, I, I was sensible and I'd saved up a bit of money so yeah. I sort of knew we weren't going to starve. We didn't have, you know, we would live like paupers but we kind of, we would live at yeah. least. Me, my wife, and my son. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, and we'd be just like, right, we're probably not going to be able to go on holiday for a couple of years and we're probably, you know, all these kind of things that I thought, I need to sacrifice. What, what, what do we sacrifice? You know, our flat wasn't, we were lucky because we lived in a flat that wasn't too much money. It was a nice flat, but, um, it wasn't too much money. Um, so yeah, we kind of, you know, I was sensible about it. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I handed him a notice, um, uh, like Christmas 2014 mm-hmm. and, um, Alan, our boss at the time. Yeah. I love Alan. Oh, laddie. <laughs> what a like, legend. He's, he's, he, again, he's one of those people where he, from the outside, I think for a student, if you get, if you were called into Alan's office, it must be yeah, terrifying because yes, yes. he seemed like yeah. such a eyebrows down yeah, kind of person. Yeah, yeah. And then you meet him and he's just amazing. Oh, just I, aspi- so much I aspire to be Alan when I yeah. <laughs> That's like Although I am like, I'm probably like, what, 20 years younger? <laughs> um, or probably I'm like 10 years younger than he was when I was <laughs> terrified. Anyway, um, yeah, no, Alan was great uh, as a boss. He was brilliant. Yeah, but well, yeah, as a student, like, he must have been terrifying. Yeah, because he was like he was stern. I mean, I don't want to say grumpy, but he definitely had. Oh, it's grumpy. <laughs> <definitely. laughs> Although, um, having said that, like I'd go into his office, and you know, so much would go wrong at Bedford College, yeah. as it does at most kind of places of work. <laughs> but you know, there were. I think when you're dealing with like forty students, and things are going wrong, and you kind of have to just. You, I was like, right, I need to go and speak to Alan about this because you know just everything's going bad <laughs> like yeah. students are shouting at me and yeah. so I was really stressed and I'd go down and I'd say Alan I need to talk to you and I'd be like all kind of and he'd go okay just take a moment take a moment and then he'd get his acoustic guitar out and just start acoustic yes. yeah. and it worked I was like yeah. thanks for that <laughs> we're all good I've I had that I've had that meeting as well yeah it was yeah, like, just like come on this, we're this, this is this it was a little bit it was a little bit David Brent but it, was, it kind of worked though yeah. but anyway so yeah and I went to him and I handed my notice in I said look I'm, I'm, I'm doing this this yeah. is like I've got to try it and he completely understood he was like look absolutely but God bless him and thank God he said this but he goes look why don't you just like just do one day teaching because it's quite a risky thing you know just quitting like that and just, just bring it down to one day mm. and um I was like, oh, I'll think about it. And then I, I was like, one day's not going to you know, harm my career and stuff. Yeah. And thank God he did that because like for the first few months of that year, oh man, I was screwed. <laughs> <laughs> like nothing was happening. Yeah. Like literally it was like, so ja- I started 
officially being a freelance illustrator on January the 1st. Yeah. Actually, no, it was January the 1st, 2015. No, 15. Yeah. Um, and yeah, if I didn't have that one day of like actually paying for at least part of the bills, I, I don't know what where we'd be now. So I, I, again, Bedford College wasn't perfect, but I do owe yeah. Alan especially we, that. We're going to get to, we would have started from like, it was like, like, I think we started off at, like, maybe you need to review the uh, yeah. the salaries. And I think we're going to end with, you should work at Bedford College. There's <laughs> careers yeah. available. No, well, I, I mean, it depends on people's situations. But another thing I sort of say to people is, like, if you're going to do it, do it. But you kind of, like, take precautions. Yeah. You, you know, don't don't just kind of just go, no, fuck everything. <laughs> I'm going to just go for it. Yeah, like, Which, you know, was absolutely my kind of uh, mindset. But you sort of do, especially, again, situations like, I didn't, you know, I don't have... A rich family or anything, and I don't have people sort of supporting me that way. So I kind of had to sort of be okay. How much do I need to spend a month? And you know, actually do budgets and yeah. stuff. And but part-time jobs, if you're gonna, that was, that was not me. Um, part-time jobs. Yeah. I'm gonna boost the audience. Hey, <laughs> sorry, I'm just feeling too relaxed around you. Yeah, part-time jobs are kind of an essential part yeah. for it's most people. Yeah. I think. Yes. I think diving head first for sure yeah. no you're going to be doing 100 yeah. hour weeks mm. but yeah. yeah make sure that you are going to get to eat That's yes cool. so no anyway, so anyway I've done this I'd started this year so and it was around about April time that I was like oh man it's not really happening it's mm. you know I'm not getting any new commissions I've, I was a lot of you know sending stuff out and yeah. I'm, I'm curious as to what day one looked like what, day one was awesome yeah I was like, this is brilliant. Let's draw. I've got a whole day. So did you just sort of sit down? Yeah, yeah. So I had pajamas, and you were like, so Let's go. basically, um, <laughs> yeah. And it was. It was. So we had this flat, and um, like my art studio was in our marital bedroom. <laughs> where it, was like, it was like I had a desk yeah. with like a computer and some art supplies and stuff. Yeah. And yeah, day one was sitting there like just drawing, and I was, you know, I had a few ideas of what projects I wanted to do, and I started coming up with these ideas with sort of picture books and stuff, and was just drawing, and I was like, this is amazing, and then like day two was like, yeah, this is amazing, but I probably should start thinking about finding work. Clients, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I had a few on the back burner, like the Beano, like I said, and stuff, but even they just were little ones, slow you know. to respond, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, no, and then the days sort of turn into weeks and yeah. weeks turn into months and I'm like, oh man, nothing is happening. But, uh, you know, and in a way, I mean, that spurred me on, but at the same time, I was like, shit, this is like, I'm, I'm feeling it affects like my creativity. It's yeah. like, I'm not getting, getting all a little I can, bit later each yeah, day. Yeah, all I can think about is like, how am I going to pay the bills? And then I was like, I'm going to have to go back to college for full time. So, mm -hmm. And then, um, one of the projects I'd done was this, uh, I had this idea called Grandad Secret Giant, which was um, a book idea. And I'd drawn this picture of the, this really scary giant in New York City and stuff. And I, I put so much stuff online, you know, I put it on Twitter and, uh, you know, and that's another bit of advice. I'd be like, just show everything. You, can, yeah. you know, yes, there's worries about kind of copyrights and everything. But at that point in my career, I was like, I don't care if this gets put on someone's t-shirt or whatever. Yeah. This is like great advertising. Yeah. It's like, just use it for free. <laughs> just put my name somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, but of course, people have seen the legs and been like, that's a David Litchfield. Well, the giant absolutely had David Litchfield legs. And I said, you know, these kind of like twiggy legs. Yeah. And this got shared around Twitter and um, I was like, oh, that's pretty good. This has gone, not viral, but you but know, there's a, a few people are liking this drawing. Um, and Jared, it was around about April, May time that this um, lovely lady called Anne said, oh, I'm an agent and would you like to come in and have a chat? And I mean, she she's, lives in New York, so her, she, the, 
Bright has got offices in New York and one in London. Yeah. I said, yeah, no, I think I think we'd be really interested in talking to you and seeing more of your work and stuff. So I did. I went and had this meeting and. Um, and it was, it was at the lowest point. And this kind of, this one little tweet, it just gave me so much hope. Yeah. And I was like, that's just spurred me on so much. But again, that, that came that came from you though. You were the one who put it yeah, out there. Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. so. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and thankfully I had more stuff to show. It wasn't just this one drawing that was like awesome. Yeah. I had other awesome drawings. <laughs> <laughs> and again, um, you were using the time to yeah, make sure that yes, you had that. Yeah. yeah. And that is, that was, in, and, it, it made me realise how crucial those four months were, even though there was, you know, utter despair involved it, yeah. in that. You know, sleepless nights of just worrying about stuff. Yeah. Um, but they were crucial in me building this other part of my portfolio that I hadn't had um, ample time to do before. Um, so yeah, no, that was a that was a big moment. And then yeah, they they signed me up um, right in sort of May. Um, and uh, yeah, things started sort of really really going really quickly then so like within a couple of weeks they got me my first ever um, meeting with a publisher yeah um, which was a lady called Katie Cotton and I showed him these giant drawings and I'm like, yeah I've got this really good idea for this book about a giant and it's, uh, it's called Granddad's Secret Giant and it's all about how you keep a giant secret and stuff and which is hard because it's a giant <laughs> and, yeah and so they hide it behind buildings and trees and stuff yeah. and she was like yeah it's okay it's not bad. You know, it's alright. But the giant was like really scary looking, and like was like half naked and stuff. And <laughs> had like these big moves and things. And I was, she was like, "That's kind of not really appropriate for children's books publishing." And I was like, "Okay, okay no problem." All and I was like, oh, "This is going really badly." <laughs> and I was like, "This is my first ever meeting with a publisher. I'm blowing it." And then she was like, "What other ideas have we got?" And you know, as I said, I've been spending some time sort of coming up with these ideas. And I showed her my sketches, and I had these sketches of this bear playing a piano, yeah, and a few other kind of foresty scenes and I, I just basically kind of recited the storyline for the bear and the piano to, to her not really expecting to even mention it yeah. and she was like I bloody love that that's a great that could be a great children's book and she's like go and do that and I was like alright <laughs> um, but then it was like and again it's the same with most kind of creative kind of industries like there's a development period and she yeah. was like right you've got like I don't know a month yeah. of developing the story and then bring it back to us and we'll go from there and see if we want to do it yeah um, which again was a bit like, oh man, that's another month of no pay and no no money. Um, but again, thank God I had that one day, so I wasn't too kind of terrified. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I did. I went and developed the story a lot more and kind of come up with a few other like spreads from the book. And, and then yeah, I went back and their offices were in Angel in Islington. And I remember that being just like uh, I remember that being like a really happy moment like yeah. I'd, 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 they'd said yeah we, we want to do this we want to make a book and I just remember leaving there like ringing my wife and just sort of like tears in my eyes at that <laughs> moment and I was like oh they're going to make the, the, we're going to make the bear and the piano and they're going to they're going to pay me <laughs> um, and I just remember that being like a really big moment in my life, even though I was like sitting in a, um, a you know a Costa coffee mm eating a bacon roll <laughs> when it happened I was like well, I just need to go and calm down like, I'm going to go and have a cup of coffee and just like really think about what they just said and I remember like like bringing my wife in Costa actually it was a sausage roll it was a sausage <laughs> yeah. bun um, and yeah like like openly crying in this Costa coffee <laughs> not that you know because even at that point I was like this, this could change my life it probably won't but this could change my life 
But even that point, it's like, I'm going to get to make a book, an yeah. actual book. Because that... that's, like, uh, in a career sense, fantastic. But yeah. in, like, a, holy shit, I've got a book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, um, and then, yeah, it took about, I don't know, nine months to actually kind of, once they said, right, you're going to make it. It was, like, nine months. Yeah. And, um, you know, and then I started to get advances and stuff. So I started to actually get money yeah. for it. And, yeah. um, so new socks and pants and everything. Yeah, <laughs> so I could actually start... And then again, that was another big moment. It was like I could actually, I could actually like start supporting my family through drawing. Yeah. Now I could just like, I mean, again, it was you know an advance is not a great deal. It's enough to sort of pay for food and stuff. Yeah, but it's yeah, a the job. illustrator yeah. will will live throughout the entire yes. course of the. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we want them to live while yeah. they're making this book. So, um, and again, it was it was a, a moment of of like I. I it's one of those things really like even now I, I try and remain like as humble as I possibly can about this stuff because like I always try and think this is amazing that they're actually letting me do this <laughs> they're actually letting me make these books and draw these pictures every day but even stuff like you know again I've met a few illustrators and I have to say 99% of the people I've met in the children's book industry are bloody lovely they're yeah. just so like relaxed and they're just so happy and because they're surrounded by like beautiful things like yeah. you go into any publishing company you uh, who make children's books and they're surrounded by beautiful imagery everywhere yeah. and it's like crocodiles playing harps and things <laughs> you think how can you be miserable yeah. in this environment the thing is as well they're, they're bringing this into the world so you'd hope the mind that has things yeah, like yeah, this yeah exactly would be exactly. pleasant place but there's always the 1% oh, of who are just miserable as sin and just like the people who say oh it's just for kids just do whatever yeah. um, which unfortunately there are people anyway I, I, I never want to get like that so I always even when you know and I get letters from kids and stuff and they sent me these beautiful letters and they said, oh, The Baron Pill is my favourite book and we read it every night, me and my mum. And I remember I got this tweet and it was like, it broke my heart. So I went and did this um, mural in a in a school in, um, oh, where was it? Grantham. Yeah. Which I don't even know where that is. It just, the, the train took But you've, 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 you've put yeah. the there and his book. Well, no, it, it was actually, the, so yeah, yeah, we did eventually make Grand Secret Giant as a book, as yeah. my second book. And I drew the giant. It was a lot different from the giant that I, <laughs> yeah, that I actually had some clothes yeah. on and stuff, and it looked a lot more friendly. But I drew this giant on this massive wall outside this school. Yeah. And oh, they sent me this tweet, and it was this year, I think, they sent me this tweet. So that was a couple of years ago, but it was this year they sent me this tweet. And it was a photo of this little kid in a pushchair and his mum, and the kid was like touching the mural because there's all these different colours. Yeah. And she's like, oh, every, every year, every day, we see this mum like go up to the giant and like. They, they spend a good few minutes there just talking about the colours and talking about the giant and what he does and everything. And that really broke my heart. I was like, this is... It's just like to have... Even if it's like a tiny, teeny, small part of someone's childhood, yeah. to have to have an effect over that, it's just like... I, I could never... I could never... You know, that's just the greatest feeling, really. Um, I always want to feel humble about stuff like that. Um... So yeah, I love it. I love working in children's book publishing. Like when I when I started, when I you know when I was at Bedford College, I was thinking I'm gonna be an illustrator and I'm gonna work with cool bands and yeah. I'm gonna do my loads, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah. gonna make cool t-shirts and stuff. And now I'm so not interested in that. Yeah. I just I just want to work in children's book publishing for the rest of my life because it's just such a imaginative, creative. Um, you know, you can kind of there's just like I said about the kind of you know putting a piano in the woods yeah. and no one questioning it. People <laughs> yeah. just go right. This is reality. This is what we're gonna go with. We're gonna go with your story, David. Yeah, I bloody love that. You can just kind of you know you can kind of go anywhere with children's books publishing. It's great. A great a great environment to be working in. I'm I'm feel so blessed to be doing it. Definitely. <laughs>
Every time I sit down to watch Blade Runner, I always text him like, "Which one which am I watching?" One? <laughs> I have no idea now. I, I've still yet to see the one where it's like he's narrating it. Have you seen that one? He's like, "Ah, oh, I was on this crazy job." Uh, it's like really weird. I've seen like, like a clip of it, but I've not seen. So that it's one. like noir. I thought, I thought, I thought it was the rain scene that was extended. But we're talking the whole film is like. Yeah, no. Apparently, Harrison Ford like they got him in to narrate it like a year after it was released because <laughs> they thought, "Oh, we need to sort of explain what's happening to people because people are just lost with this yeah. film." And it's, it comes across as really weird. And then they had to use like all this weird footage. Just, I don't know. To, to I've never go. seen it. I've never seen that version. It just sounds awful. Yeah. There's, I think, seven in total. Wow, that's crazy. I only know of three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, like, what I was going to do is it, I was going to let this this rise. We're going to do the clap and we'll get into it. But I'm I'm liking this. Are I'm we sure recording I'm, this? No, 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 I'm, I'm just with the clapping now. <laughs> we'll sing that we hey guys we still going but yeah like so what's your favourite Blade Runner cut <laughs> I don't know I guess so again it goes back to my nan's house like in the 80s actually probably the early 90s this one so my nan was the only one with a video recorder in our family <laughs> and so she a lot used to bless her and it was uh, you know we used to go around there every Saturday me and brother and sister and watch these movies um and Blade Runner was one of them. Now, bear in mind, I was, what, seven or eight? And so not a suitable film for a seven-year-old <laughs> yeah. Um So I guess it was whatever version was out, like, in the in 1992 or something. I don't know. Um, it was a great one. It was a great version. Yeah. It was... It was. Um, it seemed to be, like, quite a long version from what I remember. I remember feeling, like, a bit bored. I was like, when... You know, how long can you beat up Han Solo? <laughs> or this version of Han Solo? <laughs> Han Solo's cousin or whatever. Um, yeah, I think that the, the the one that came out in the early 90s is my is my favourite. But yeah, the one with the narration, I think we were just talking about. Yeah. That one just... <laughs> I'm hungry. That one, um, that one doesn't look like it would be suitable viewing for, for anyone. <laughs> so, talking of uh, Han Solo, talking of... Thousand mm. different cuts for the same film, Dave. <laughs> just curiosity points. I hear you like the the Star Wars. That's this. Uh, like, do, yeah. Do. So do you prefer? Don't, uh, don't do this, Mikey. Benjamin Sisko or Picard? Which one's your? <laughs> yeah. which one's your favorite? <laughs> I can't. I can't go down this rabbit hole again. <laughs> it's ruined so many things in my life. So just, 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 just that one question that everyone asks. Because I feel like it's like a, a a thing that everyone, even all the way on the periphery of Star Wars. From your point of view, based on the footage that you've seen of the event, who shot first? <laughs> Have you seen the like most recent, the Disney Plus? No. Like, what well, he screams like McClunky. What? Have you not heard this? No. So, so yeah. So I know. I know. Han shot first, and then Greedo shot first. Yeah. And they shot at the same time. Well, they, I think I think they shoot at the same time. Right. But for some like unknown reason, <laughs> the Disney Plus version that obviously we can't watch here in the UK until March. But, yeah. Before anyone shoots, Greedo goes, McClunky! <laughs> and well, that the, settles it. <laughs> it's like the most bizarre thing ever. It's like, what just happened there? Is that. Like, uh, no one seems to have worked out why, I, why he does that. I assume it's like a. like. It's not even Lucas at this point. Somebody's version of like. It's like a 3 2 1 turn draw. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe it's like, he says it and see who wins. I have no idea. But apparently it was a Lucas thing. Like, Lucas. Made that change before he sold it to Disney, and like, <laughs> Disney, only realized, Disney only realized, oh, that's changed once they started streaming it. So. Yeah, but um, yeah, 
McClunky! <laughs> well, if that's not on T-shirts, yeah. It's I think Han's got to shoot first because that's part of his story arc, right? Yeah. He's like he, at that point, he's a he's a scoundrel. He's a he's a he's you know he's a, he's a bit of a nasty piece of work. He's going to shoot first yeah. to get him out of that situation. Yeah. It's I, I kind of it also makes if somebody's it's like it's a, this the it's the uh, firefly thing. Somebody tries to kill you. You kill them right yes. back. <laughs> yeah, totally. I, yeah. I don't know why they tinker with these things, really. Yeah. Apparently, there is going to be like the despecialized editions coming out. Soon. Oh, so we're just going to get the, <laughs> the original ones. Yeah. Have you ever had the temptation to go back to any of your work and be like, all right, so here's the definitive edition? Like, oh, do you know what? All the bear was always playing guitar. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. Like, it's like a little Nord logo, <laughs> just a couple of coins coming so it's weird really I um, like it goes back to the whole mistakes thing I think so when the Ben Pinner came out um, in America yeah. they changed the cover so they, they oh you, you've, and you published in other places oh yeah yeah, yeah like, just, uh... globally published <laughs> um, one of the first places it did come out was in America um, apart from England obviously um, and the cover they changed it so they, they what they did is they because bears are a bit more commonplace in America. Yeah. They, oh, this is why I think they changed. They're sitting there like, this is, yeah, like, look outside. Yeah, he's already but they're quite, this. obviously, two of them are quite scared of bears and they're told to be scared of bears because, right. you know, they could potentially <laughs> kill you. This is, you've sort of muddied the water. <laughs> they're like, they're scary, but they're also really good fun and great musicians. <laughs> yeah, I know. You go and have a listen. <laughs> <laughs> that is the conflict between bears. It's like they're beautiful, friendly looking things, but they could rip your head off <laughs> if, you, if you mess with one. Um, okay, so this is the the other version of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the American publishers were like, "Oh, we can't show a bear on the cover, so we're gonna or a fully grown bear because yeah. it'd be too scary for some kids." So they took the first spread of the book, which is when the bears a bear cub learning to play the piano, um, and they used that as a cover, but they blew it up into into a much bigger size. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could see every single mistake in that in that cover because it, and you know some of the plants that I drawn were like sort of almost looked half finished when 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 they get blown up yeah. to a certain stuff and they made posters of it and like huge giant posters. <laughs> you look at side and I'm like, ah! Oh! It's just like, <laughs> just stop showing me my mistakes. Stop showing me how awful I am. Um, so yeah, no, all the time, any time, and that's another weird thing about book publishing is like you can you can finish a piece of work mm-hmm. and then it can be like a, a year and a half until you see it again until it comes in the shops and you have to sort of like go, oh yeah I did that and it's coming out I need to yeah. talk about it um, and you know a- anyone everyone develops creatively over a year and a half mm-hmm. so I will look back at some books that are coming out now and I'll be like oh that's terrible <laughs> you know what? I, I can't believe and you know and I, I will actually sort of say I didn't know how to draw that back then but I do now and if I could only go back and kind of you know, re redraw some bits, but also you just gotta let it go. And I think that's what George Lucas needs to do. <laughs> just needs to let it go. It was perfect. <laughs> but that th- that is another thing about letting things be done. Because mm. I think some people they when they've got a creative piece and they're holding onto it, it's like mm. it's nearly there. It's nearly there, everyone, mm. but not yet. And you just yeah. need to one let of the it out things. into the world. One of the hardest things. I mean, that is one of the good things of working with clients now. It's like a client will tell me when it's done, <laughs> which I was shredding. I was like, I was like, how dare they? How dare they tell me when my art is yeah. done? But I absolutely, it's a, a blessing because it's like, right, okay, it's done. Let's stop. Yeah. What's the what's the phrase? A project's never finished. It's just abandoned. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. totally. Like, totally. fuck it. We're not working on it today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah. No, that's that's history now. Um, yeah. So I mean, it just. It's a weird thing to do with your life. It really is. It's, yeah. it's a great thing. And, you know, all my friends are like, 
ah, oh, you're, you, you know, you like even even what you said, like you know, what's freedom like? And it's bloody brilliant. And you know, I do, like I say, I, I sort of have to pinch myself every day, saying, oh my goodness, I'm drawing. All I've got to do today is draw this giant, and that's you know, all, all I've got to do today is draw this bear, or you know. But the, the, I think there's that sort of fear element for people where they're like, this is the thing I love. And I've made it into a job. Yes. And now, now yes. do I, am I doing it because I love it? Or cause that I'm is, doing a, it? like, when I, w- when I was aspiring to be what I'm doing now, mm. like, I, I had that thought. I'm like, oh, it'd be weird to do it as a job. But I was like, it doesn't matter. You'll be doing it as a job. Yeah. Be, and, but it is very real. It's like, okay, I do this every day for eight hours. What am I going to do to relax? What am I going to do to enjoy yeah. it? This, uh, this was the thing I did yeah, yeah. to make me happy. But now, yes, how yeah. do I break from but that? But it, I mean, it yeah. still absolutely does make me happy. And, that, yeah. and it's, it's like, you know, you have to talk to yourself sometimes and, um, and you know, literally talk to yourself. Saying, <laughs> you eye. enjoy this. <laughs> this is some. This is something you love doing. Just love it. Yeah. This is uh, this is that period of time in the attic on your own. Yeah, just yeah. like Dave, you yeah. really do yeah. like this. Dave. You have built. You know, you have worked hard to get <laughs> here. Um, just enjoy it. Um, but you know, and like I said, my friends are. You know, they 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 say, oh, you know, how, you, it must be great for you. We have these nine to five jobs and blah blah blah. I'm like, yeah, that is awesome. But at the same time. You know, people say, oh, it must be great being your own boss. But technically, right now, I, I technically I have five bosses. <laughs> I like have five bosses getting angry at me because I haven't finished their books. And the thing is, one of those bosses will be you. And you'll be like, I need the result. <laughs> yeah. And the other year is yeah. like, but I've already done that 100 yeah. hours this week. And the other yes. year is like, we don't care. Yeah, no, totally. And um, so, yeah, they're, 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 oh, there's so many positives about working freelance and working, you know, for yourself and stuff. But um yeah, there's, there's, it comes with its own own pressures, definitely. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I can't go back now. I would never look back now. I, I'd, I'd, it's it's just too too much fun. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think as well. There's there's people, especially I think if you're sitting down and something's come out a year later and you're like, I'm better now. There's people yeah. like, good, we'll have the next one then. <laughs> yes, yeah. You yeah. have an audience that's now sort of sitting there thinking like, come on, Dave. Yeah. Keep yeah. it coming. Well, also, I mean, it's the age-old thing of you know your your own worst critic, and it's totally true. And like, and again, it goes back to like the whole mistakes thing. It's like what I see as terrible, other people don't. Other people are like think is brilliant, and yeah. they wish that they could do that. And um, and again, it is this. It's I don't know. It's an odd. It's an odd. It's a very odd life <laughs> to be leading, definitely. And having the you know working at Bedford College, having that kind of structured nine to five, even though it would drive you crazy. Mm-hmm. There is still a structure there, which you, you you have to have a lot of self discipline to sort of maintain. And in fact, I still do. I mean, do you know, do you remember the the timetables that Jeffrey used to like print out and stick everywhere? Yeah. I used to go crazy. Oh, look at this anal. Putting <laughs> <laughs> this everywhere. It's like, but it's I become part of I, life now. I make my own timetables yeah. in the style of Jeffrey, just to sort of structure it's, my it's year. The gold oh yeah, no, totally. And I I I am so thankful for that. Like I literally have that above my computer, like a Jeffree style timetable yeah. with colour blocks of what project's going yeah. where and stuff. Because um, you need that because I've got a few friends who are just in, in the IT world who've gone freelance and it's like they're doing coding so it's mm. like you have a deliverable. Yeah. It's like, okay, I know you could get up at 11. Yeah. How do you stop yourself from doing that? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's, that's, that's got to be the temptation. Obviously, like, the, the flexibility as a parent's got to be rad because it's sort of like, I can sort this stuff out. Well, the, the thing is, like... I mean, I could sleep until 11, but yeah. I gen- genuinely every morning have a small person like tapping me on the forehead <laughs> yeah. at like 6 <laughs> and it's breakfast time. <laughs> so I'm thankful for that, that I have someone actually yeah, that making me get up. <laughs> working. Yeah. 
But if I didn't, you know, if I didn't have kids, I, I, the temptation would be strong just to stay in bed yeah. and be like, I'm the boss. I can get up when I want. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I don't have my studio in my bedroom now, actually, sort of on that. Because um, that was awkward. That was, I mean, what, that was the first year my bedroom was in, in our in my me and my, my wife's bedroom it was yeah. just weird so it'd always be like there staring at us yeah so you sort of go to bed yeah like, it just yeah sort of like, and it was okay, literally like it was there, there I'd go to bed and yeah. it was like you know like 2001 Space Odyssey it was like the computer like, yeah. it was like you're like hello Dave <laughs> time to wake up Dave um, I think especially if you've got something that's half done yeah. sort of glaring at you yeah. the temptation's got to be like I'll just finish that bit yeah oh and then, awful and Absolutely, for the first year, that's kind of it was. Uh, that was the only way we could do it. Yeah. I'm I'm very grateful now that I don't. And uh, so I moved up to the attic, and now I've moved into a studio. So it's even better that I actually can lock the door and get on my bike and go home. Yeah. So, so it's like I do go to work. There's a clear divide. Yeah. But I remember. That, so one of my first sort of bigger commissions. Um, I say bigger. It still wasn't great money, but it was. Um, and it was before I joined with Bright. It was um, for Centre Parks, just round the corner. Yeah. Oh, cool. So it was for the Centre Parks. So it was. Um, it just—I don't think it was just—it was, it was open, but it was like still sort of building up a, a kind of a name and everything. Not a name because it's Centre Parks, but you know, it was, it was saying, "Hey, we're here now. Yeah, we're yeah. open, everyone." Yeah, yeah. So they got me to draw this um, sort of poster, and it wasn't very good, and I had to kind of rush it to. But they were like, "Oh yeah, we want to come and see it. Can we come to your studio and see it?" And I was like, "Yeah, you can come to my studio." And I was like. I didn't want to tell them. I was like, oh, it's my bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, and they came. And I was thinking it was going to be this one girl who I'd been talking oh, to on the no, phone. No, no, no. But she brought like five people in suits with briefcases and did stuff. Did you make the bed? Thankfully, I did make the bed. But, you know, there was still a pile of underpants <laughs> there. And, um, so I was like, yeah, come in. I'll make you a cup of tea. And they sat on my bed. And stuff. And I was like, make them tea. And then... It was like one of those things that I was like, I should mention the fact that we're in our bedroom, but I didn't. It's, it's, it's one of those things they're gonna, uh, worst case scenario, they turn up and they think, he's an artist, so he's eccentric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's got a bedroom <laughs> in his studio. So no, um, that was a bit awkward, but um, yeah, thankfully, yeah, now I'm in a, in a, in a studio in town and it's, I mean, it's, it is great to sort of, to actually leave your house and go to work just for a second you've, you've got me sort of stuck on the bedroom thing you said you've got a bedroom in, in there I was just straight to Tracy Emmett we're just with her like, <laughs> like yeah, this no, is that, piece, is that don't is sit that. on that that's a piece of artwork <laughs> damn it um, <laughs> I could have said that like, damn it never mind but but again, you have that sort of mental divide where you can be like ah right I'm at home now yeah. where I where I do home life stuff yeah, yeah. which when when you, like I say, when you're starting out, it's it's just you, you just sort of make do with whatever yeah. whatever you can. But there's something to be said about even even in the attic, it was pretty good because I could close that door and go down and just not see it or not think about it. And but it's much better now having a studio where it's like my studio is literally like a, a twenty minute bike journey away. So well, no, ten minute bike journey away. So it's a bit of an effort to go and just do ten minutes or go and which is. A brilliant thing, yeah. Because it's like I'm gonna work to this point, get as much of it done as I possibly can, and then go home and just like, just watch TV or uh, spend time with my family. Yeah, <laughs> which might be nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, but are you? Are you? I mean, I do have a laptop, so sometimes I was I gonna say this. Yeah, this is this is this is my thing because I'm sitting there thinking like, if you've got, say, you're using Photoshop, you have got yeah. cloud and then yeah, it's sort yeah. of like the documents there. Like, well, I might just want. Oh, I do, just, I do, yeah. but I try, I try not to. I try, I try and have that kind of. 
um, distant. I mean, I always have a sketchbook, so I'll always be sketching, even when I'm watching TV and stuff. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of always actively thinking about stuff or, you know, trying to come up with new ideas and stuff. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I was just thinking about the sort of, the the drawing every day, the whole 10,000 hours thing. Yes. And then going to your publishing. At what stage, even to now, at what point did you go from Right, I'm Dave. To hi, I'm David Litchfield, illustrator. Like, where, 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 where was it the first time that I switched? Right I mean, I, like, I, I still very much suffer from um, imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome. Yeah. I, I, I don't know whether it's because I came to it a little bit older than some of the other illustrators I sort of work with and stuff. But I don't know. I still do. I still sort of think I'm going to be found out like now. <laughs> Um, so after you've had the giant posters <laughs> over in New York, I know. Like, I know. Some of you are like, "Wait, he can't draw at all." What the <laughs> just, 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 these are just lines. <laughs> no, I um, I think we like I won the Waterstones Awards in when was it two thousand sixteen? Yeah, and so you tricked an entire panel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I kind of got a bit of a big head about that. Yeah, yeah. I felt a bit like, oh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Like, I need to, I need to dwell on this. <laughs> I, I, allow, I allowed stuff. myself to dwell yeah. on that for a good few days. That's nice. Thinking I was just walking around town, like high fiving had my own fiend tune, like a wrestler, <laughs> like walking down the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, but again, it's going back to that humble thing. I try and sort of remain as humble as I possibly can because it, it could all end. It could be like, you know, the next book doesn't sell that well or... Because I, I, think, I think we need to do this because I don't think... We've been talking about it and you've sort of been saying like, oh, I did some drawing, I did a book, I worked with like the, the Beano. It's all been sort of like little... I suppose that it... Some people got an idea of this, the scale of, of your work. Yeah. How many countries would you say you're published in? Top, so, top um, of your head. The Baron of Canoe. 25 <laughs> um, you were saying we were briefly talking about other podcasts you did yeah. and, and sort of you were like oh I haven't really done much podcast stuff obviously I've done some like BBC radio stuff <laughs> and I did I did a podcast in, in Paris but besides that I haven't really done no way <laughs> <laughs> uh, so in all fairness go on. I was on a very glamorous book tour of Paris <laughs> <laughs> so that's my excuse now. no uh, no it's part of a uh, book tour so again it's like all these things that suddenly hit me that, like again it happened in Paris where yeah. I was like so this, uh, the, the, the um, publisher in Paris they were like right come to the offices we're going to do a podcast and we went up in the lift mm-hmm. and um, they said oh, we're going to do it on our little roof terrace I was like alright that sounds nice and I yeah. went there and I got up to the top of the roof I'll come and have a look and I looked outside and like the Eiffel Tower is like there There, and I'm like shit this is brilliant Um, and yeah it's little moments like I don't go around going I'm David Lynchfield this is awesome but then on the other hand like um, so the Baron of Piano I mean lots of exciting things happened with the Baron of Piano one of the exciting things happened was it got um an orchestra asked to, to make an animated version. I mean, it's like they took the book and sort yeah. of moved it around. Let me, let me let me just point that out again. So it's not you reached out to go and no. get music. Yeah. Somebody said, please, Mr. Litchfield, yes. <laughs> can yes. I write a score? For <laughs> so, yeah, they, <laughs> they did a, an orchestra version of the Verona Piano where it was up on the screen and yeah. an orchestra playing. Yeah. And it's bloody brilliant. And, they, and they, they did it all over, but I went to see it in Sheffield. And I went to, like... I don't know, what was it? It was it, it was a big theatre in Sheffield. Yeah. 
So there was like, I don't know what, it's like... And again, just the, the under the breath, like, it's just, it just like a big thing. It's just like, don't, don't worry about that. So there was like 800 people watching it. Yeah. And at the end of it, they were like, oh, look, the author and the illustrator, David Litchfield, is here. Stand up, David. And, and I got this, you know, huge round of applause. And I was like, thank you very much. Yeah. Anyway, the next, the next morning, so that within hours, yeah. I was like... I had to go and buy some storage boxes from, from Wilco's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, I was on my bike. I went on my bike to yeah, town. Because and... the environment. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I, I like riding my bike and I'm, you know, trying, trying to get fit. I've been trying to get fit for years. So this was like, what, a year and a half ago. Actually, no, it was a year ago because it was in Christmas. Yeah. And um, so I was going, you know, I went everywhere on my bike and I was carrying these massive storage boxes <laughs> on my bike like this. And it was raining. And then a car, like, whiz passes, just splashed me and it was covered. Like, Do you the... not know who I am? Well, I was like, literally hours ago, I had like nearly a thousand people applauding me. Like, <laughs> like literally chanting my name. And now I'm in a gutter. Literally in a gutter with like storage boxes full of shitty, rainwater um, and I was just like this is I think this is just how life is going to be it's yeah. going to be it's going to go from a moment of pure kind of incredible joy yeah. to just being absolutely covered in filth covered in you know road filth yeah. <laughs> I don't want to swear <laughs> I love doing it you can do it as you want me. Um, I, I mean <laughs> another thing so I, I don't know if I could talk about this but basically mm-hmm. There was um, about a year and a half ago. There was a, a lot of chatter mm-hmm. about um, the Baron of Piano being turned into uh, uh, a film. I was going to say, I, I sort of like you haven't forgotten what this word yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> and it was a very. <laughs> I don't think, but it was a very big film company who were like interested. I right. mean, it, it didn't happen. Okay. Or you know, who knows? One day maybe. Um, anyway, I was on the phone. They rang me up. Yeah. Like this. Hello, Hollywood Shows. executive yeah. rung me up to talk to chat about it. And it's a guy, you know, and he was name dropping kind of Steven Spielberg and stuff. Yeah. And, and I was like, okay, you rung me up and I'm in mother care. <laughs> that's one thing. That's, that's well, the, well, the, the nice thing is that's, again, that's the kind of place where you might actually meet some more fans. Like, yeah, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> hey, who's that? Oh, it's just one of my own. You know. They just follow me around. Anyway, so that was odd. But then it was like, my my phone started beeping like someone was desperately trying to contact me I was like I can't I'm speaking to this Hollywood executive yeah anyway it was getting so distracting but I did actually say oh I've got another call do you mind if I quickly take it because <laughs> I'm David Litchfield just to make sure you understand who <laughs> so, I am so this was two years ago so I was, I was still doing my one day a week at Beth College right. and it was it was Jeffrey Tryon. <laughs> he was ringing me up to sort of um, ask about where this bit of paperwork had gone. And I, I was like, God, man! I was, I was going to say, I could be on the absolute top of the world. And if Jeffrey's calling, even now, I'd be like, yes, Jeffrey, what is oh, it? But, actually, but that's exactly what you're saying. If you're talking to Hollywood, that, yeah, is, yeah, that no. is there. I, love, I mean, I love Jeffrey Tryon, but it was like, it was a crushing blow. He was basically telling me off because I hadn't done this bit yeah. of paperwork that I was supposed to do. And I was like, again, this is just my life now, isn't yeah. it? It's just, it's going to go from this to this in an instant. Yeah. And I'm, I'm thankful for that, for that because it, it does, it, you know, I could get so big headed and I could kind of really go to town with it. But, you know, I, 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 a, I don't want to, but B, I don't think I'd be, ever be able to because it's just, <laughs> just the way my life is. It's like, <laughs> I will always have someone driving past in a car to splash me, <laughs> you know, the dirty but, water. <laughs> but I think, but I think if you, if you feel like you're the person who lives the life where sometimes 
sometimes you know that the, there is going to be the, the the rainwater. Sometimes you are going to get yelled out, and then surprise, <laughs> yeah. it's Hollywood rather than <laughs> yeah. I'm the Hollywood guy. Why is he yelling at me? <laughs> yeah, no, totally. Yeah. Um, oh man, but you know it's great. It's great fun, right? And, and like I say, I do have to pinch myself sometimes that uh, you know he's gone this far now. I yeah. mean, who knows where it could go and what the next project will hold? But yeah, it's amazing, really. Yeah, and you guys do opportunities like this. So this is the peak, actually. Exactly. Yeah. I, mean, I, I think yeah. it is only going to be downhill. He was crying before we hit record. <laughs> yeah. Well. yeah, I mean, if you if you stare outside and if you get a, like a binocular or something, I'm sure the Eiffel Tower is out there somewhere. <laughs> no, this has been lovely. I've really enjoyed myself. Yeah. It's good. Um, it's lovely catching up with you. Yeah, Michael. this is this. Uh, uh, it's it's crazy because it's been so long. So it's sort mm. of like. I had that moment like, I wonder if we still get on. <laughs> I think we do. Yeah, I think this has worked out all right. Yeah. How's the band going though? How what's going on with the band? Not not <laughs> yeah. a lot. It's quiet. Yeah. Which is which is kind of kind of okay because it yeah. is it's it, quiet but it's creative. It's not sadly yeah. no one's had a falling out. We haven't been like oh, okay, oh yeah. that's it. It's just uh Yeah. Just, oh, we have. Oh, yeah. 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 It's actually a glass wall. <laughs> I felt some tension actually. Yeah, it's yeah, that's what that was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. Yeah, it's it's cool. like I think it's one of those things where again you're sort of finding all the different ways mm. to approach the same thing. Talking about how to carve out niches and things like yeah. that, we haven't found ours yet. But I think that's still exciting because it still means that there's there's more to the story. So, yeah, oh, totally. Yeah, and this podcast thing, this seems to be going quite well. Yes, yeah, right. Yeah, it's kind of it's surprisingly well. Like, in fact, whoever's listening right now would be like, "Oh yeah, I've been here for twenty of these." Twenty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of it happened because it's every week. It's just sort of it happened. We're wow. Like, no, I've enjoyed that. I've listened yeah. to I listened to size. That was very interesting. Yeah, size was cool. Yeah, yeah. Another one of my ex students, of course. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, yeah very cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, he was one of my first students actually. Like when I first started, he was great. Yeah, um, very creative, like that's, super creative. And that's that's continued. He's doing a wearer of many hats. Yeah, yeah I do keep seeing. Like uh, I think we're Twitter friends now, and I, things do keep popping up. And I'm like, oh, so you're doing this now? Yeah. Like he seems to have. Like I, I started watching a podcast about wrestling that he was <laughs> a, a vlog about wrestling. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, like his... he's he's just he's turning out music. He's doing podcasts. He's doing video essays. He's doing just just like you know the, I mean? the thing is as well that tool set is like oh I know how to do graphic design, video editing, <laughs> audio editing. It's like that's it. That's all of them. <laughs> yeah, what else do you do? Just leave some for anyone else. Yeah, I think with this this podcast, it's much like the drawing every day. Yeah, which is we sort of started it with little to zero plan uh-huh. um, and then we kind Continue. of got an audience and it Maybe was sort no, of like we still don't have a plan <laughs> well no who cares it's just that, that's that's the biggest challenge is just getting people to know about it and then but then as soon as we got an audience it was like well I guess we've got to probably keep going yeah, yeah. Like, it's amazing people down it's amazing what the pressure of an audience can <laughs> yeah. make you do it's, thanks it's, guys <laughs> well it's a lovely pressure because yeah. it's like you know you can you can make art and you can make podcasts or you can make music and just like no one can listen to it and or you can just make it and put it in a drawer because you know you're too embarrassed about it but you, that's the beauty of the world we live in now it's so easy just to get it out there and well no, it, it's not easy but you have the ability to get it out there if you kind of work hard and enough. i think no matter how kind of niche your craft is there'll yeah. always be an audience of some sort yeah yeah like, totally. even if you're the first person to do your thing there'll be someone that's like that's what i've been waiting for yes yeah yeah 
Absolutely. And again, it was what we were saying before about having this body at work, which means that somebody, if somebody jumps into your world, it's not just, here's one piece that I really like, onto the next thing, it's, here's one piece that I like, oh my God, there's 40 of them. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I think that's cool. Do you know what I've just realised, looking at you right now? Go on. So, my last book was called uh, Lights on Cotton Rock. Yes, yes. It's which is available years. in... I was going to say... Good bookshops. Yeah, all bookshops. All bookshops, yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. Good old bookshops. Yeah, bookshops, yeah. Yeah, it being there isn't a seal of I'm, approval from I'm Dave pretty Bush, sure but. the first character, who I have to say is a, a, a seven-year-old girl, uh-huh. I think I might have based her on you, <laughs> like, subconsciously. I think, I mean... Like, let me just show you uh, the I'm, I'm really excited for this. <laughs> you see, I... I Unfortunately, this isn't something that people can see. I have a, on my original Instagram account, which is all privated now, I have an original David Litchfield piece, which I will show everyone. Oh, after. really? Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say I really like that because it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it, doesn't, it doesn't align with your current body of work. <laughs> I know. I, there you go. You found my secret out. I knew it. I, this imposter syndrome was real. No, I think, oh, that was actually something I wanted to mention. Mikey! Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> Just so everyone can see this on Instagram, you're David underscore C underscore Litchfield. That's me. Yep. Um, oh my god, that's you're Heather oh. from Lights on Cotton Rock. This is, <laughs> I mean, this is this is news to me as well. But I, I think there's I don't subconsciously always, you've always I, been in my I mind. Always <laughs> assume so. Also, two things I've noticed here. One is Dr. Neil Fox is like the 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 picture, and two, so is David Litchfield. So that's <laughs> that's good. It's, well, it's, I've liked my own picture. Yeah, but. Just, the little love heart. Oh yeah. <laughs> no. Well, you know, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I think it's. I'm like that one as well. <laughs> I'm so egotistical. No, no, that's good. That means you're enjoying your own work. That was one yeah. of the things that I, I meant to mention <laughs> earlier. We were talking about sort of like things that you were doing that, in your mind, were deeming as uh, mistakes. But also, you were talking about at the very beginning of your journey when you'd sort of been taking influences from other people and yes. art style stuff. There are going to be people out there who are starting their journey that will be taking your oh, what wow. you deem to be mistakes and yeah, be taking yeah. that as a creative choice yeah. deliberately for their work. See, that's kind of that's that thought is equally terrifying, but also like really super lovely, cool, but no pressure. Yeah, 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 no, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's um, I mean that's what I say. You know, getting all these nice letters and stuff and things. It's it's an amazing thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I'm I'm very 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 chuffed. Yeah. Good work. Thank you, Mikey. <laughs> Thank you, Mikey. Because I know this is what it's all been building up. It's just my approval. You know what, it means a lot. It means I'm a lot. Oh, no, that means more than you could ever know. <laughs> but this was, I think, I think we're coming to the point where we should start rounding this out. But I, we sort of mentioned this when we first saw each other today, where I felt like you were going from doing your... Because they weren't David Litchfield's mm. illustrations. They were your drawings. You were yeah. doing some drawings. And then I blinked. And then you were David Litchfield, the published... Yeah. I think there was a point during that drawing a day where... I, and it was when I realised people were watching. You yeah. know, I suddenly had this platform that I could sort of really show off what I could do. Yeah. And that kind of encouraged... I mean, you know, that sounds like I wasn't getting encouragement from anywhere else. Like, I was obviously my family and friends yeah. and stuff. Yeah, they were right too. But there, yeah. was a re- yeah, <laughs> there was a real point where I was like, I need, I could, I, let's take this seriously. Let's yeah. see what this could do. And... Um, and yeah, I, you know, if you if you sort of, you know, I, I exhibited all those 365 drawings, you know, all, we did it in Bedford and Sheffield, and a few went to New York, but that'll just be a nice, <laughs> Again, yeah. just little thing there. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
but you can really see a kind of a, a, a kind of a linear narrative story of yeah. like how my illustration progressed throughout that. I mean, even you know, some of the early ones are absolutely terrible, but they're a crucial part to sort of building up. The journey. Yeah. Um, the, yeah. The I think it was the final piece that had all the names on it. You're on that piece. I am on that piece. Yes. But these days. How big would that piece have to be to have all of... Because it was, was it just people who had liked the... the... No, it was because there was a lot of likes. So it was just people <laughs> that made comments and okay. kind of encouraged me through comments and stuff. So again, it's a bit of a kind of corny idea now I look back. But basically all the all the names were tattooed on this yeah. strong man. It was all about, oh, you've, you know, you've empowered me and you've made me stronger as an artist and stuff. It's a really corny idea. <laughs> oh, no, I, the thing is, when you when you did it, I thought it was just a cool design. I didn't realise that that oh, yeah, was... Oh, yeah, no. Well, that was my thinking behind it. And um, No, that... And someone bought that at the exhibition. So that's... I think it's uh, Kate Pipette, who's like... Um, she actually helped me put the exhibition on. She started this organisation called um, We Are Bedfords back in 2010. Yeah. And they put on, for a short period of time, they were like the coolest thing in Bedford where they put on all these great exhibitions in kind of empty shops and stuff. Yeah. And yeah. I, I remember a few of those. They were, they yeah. were really cool. Yeah, oh, they were brilliant. And so she bought that. So she owns that in her house now, which is, um, yeah, it's a bit of a legacy drawing in my story, that one. So I hope she looks after it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's, that's cool. But you're in it. Yes. I think you're on the foot. Um, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm somewhere like an- yeah. ankle footy kind yeah. of area. Yeah. 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 So you were part of my story, Mikey. Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's been it's been a lovely and beautiful journey, and I'm, I'm looking I'm looking forward to more. Ah, uh, uh, well, this... we'll see. And now you're obviously clearly inspiring my books subconsciously. Well, I mean, <laughs> don't want to make a big thing of it or anything. I'm just. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the lawyers will be caught. Yeah, no, maybe I shouldn't have told you. Oh man, it's been lovely. Yeah, thank you, thank you very much for coming. I think, I think for, for anyone at home, is there anything, any kind of? You, I think you've given a lot, imparted a lot of advice. But if you were to do something, something you put on a t-shirt, just something snappy, like, hey, bah, this will do it. <laughs> oh, man. This is, I can't believe the pressure I'm feeling. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, Ooh. <laughs> um, it never gets bigger than today. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know, man. Just, just, just sharp and do it. Stop listening to this, and whatever you want to do, you can always find a way. Like, like I said, I had no, no links at all to the publishing world, to the illustration world, really. Um, and so, if I can do it, like any, literally anyone could do it. It's, it's ridiculous. Um, and yeah, that's kind of true of any kind of art form, I think. If you, if you really desire it enough, and if you really work hard enough, you can you can do anything, man. Yeah. So fucking crack on. Yeah, God. Yeah. Do the, the thing. thing. Yeah. <laughs> now, can I can I pretend I said that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Do oh. the thing. <laughs> Put that on the t-shirt. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much, Dave. It's all right. It's a pleasure. Um, if anyone wants to find you, again, Instagram, Twitter, where, where I'm on Instagram. What was it again? David underscore C underscore Litchfield yeah. on Instagram. And on Twitter is DC underscore Litchfield. But if you go to my website, which is davidlitchfieldillustration.com, you can get links to all these places. So yeah, come and say hello. Stunning. Thank you very much. And thank you very much for everybody for listening. Have a lovely week. Just just crack on and do some stuff. They they did some stuff. It seems to be working out. <laughs> maybe maybe you should maybe you should do some stuff as well. Thank you, everybody. Take it easy. Peace.
Oh, oh. lovely. Do some stuff. That's a good, that's a good one as well. <laughs>